Log Talk Radio. me. I thought we were already up at the North Pole. <laughs> Jingle bells. This is Anne uh, welcoming uh, all of you to our Wednesday night get-together with Mother, Father, God uh, via Dr. Catherine E. May. Uh, let me give a dateline here. Today is December the 11th. We are poised on the brink of the 1212 portal. Uh, very interesting, uh, our last portal of the year. So we're all going to spend it in good, positive, um, uplifting uh, support for Gaia's ascension and our own. But uh, this is the date, December 11, 2013. And uh, this uh, this evening will be a quite interesting call. You already know who the guest will be. But for those of you who are new and uh, aren't really familiar with Dr. May and how all these things are able to happen. Dr. May is a practicing clinical psychologist in New York City and also in the Hudson Valley area, has been for over 35 years, very well known. Um, but she was also gifted as uh, in her youth, in her uh, young years, with a very special ability that she um really felt uncomfortable in letting people know about. And she literally suppressed it until she um, got into practice and found out that it was a gift to enable people to better know themselves and to learn more about um, not only themselves but the universe. Um, Let me see. What am I missing? Oh, Dr. May's website is Who Needs Light? dot org o r g who needs light dot org and on it you will see more information about Dr. May and about the book by the same name who needs light that Mother God has described as a manual for ascension that Dr. May has been asked to give away and she gave away cleaned herself out of her own inventory. Uh, Many people contributed money so she could place another order and ship out more books, and people are receiving them around the world. And you can learn more about that by going to her website that I just gave you and go to the page uh, Book and Author, and uh, you'll be able to place your own order. So, um, Catherine, I think that pretty much covers everything in regard to um, how we're able to benefit by the gift that uh, you had and tried to suppress, but that wasn't allowed, was it? It still came forth. So, Dr. May, what's going on today? Hi. 
<laughs> lot going on today. <laughs> I've got a house full here, and they all want to listen to the call, so we've got all these telephones echoing in the background. Uh-oh. So we'll see, because Gabriella is here with her little girl, and she Aww. wants to ask a question. And mm-hmm. tonight is very special. Tonight we have Santa Claus coming. Um, it's going to be fun. I talked to him last night. I was sitting here talking with uh, Janet, Ariel, and Gabriella, and I said, well, I'm going to channel Santa Claus tomorrow night, and I got this big, whoa, shit, that almost knocked me out of my chair. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, it's Santa Claus. It's here now. And he said, he gave us a little intro to what he was going to talk about tonight. So that's going to be really fun. Uh-huh. And so far, from what I've heard, Santa Claus has a really good sense of humor. So we will discover. You know, it's it, this is very fun. You want to give us a, before before we get into, because and when, when we get done with this, um, Mother God, I'm sure, will be here to visit with us. And uh, probably after that, Santa Claus... Can can you give us a little concept of how this all came about? Because, um, you know, to people that are new and you're saying you're going to bring on Santa Claus, um, <laughs> woo-woo, you know. <laughs> so can you give them a little uh, a little idea of what you and what Zarea learned? Zarea's already been up there. Um, can you, you know, give us a little preparation so we're ready to listen to him with sincerity? Well, I can just give a little, you know, Father God told us, Mm -hmm. um, I guess it was last week or the week before, that there really is a Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that was kind of amusing and wonderful for all the grown-ups to find out (laughs) there really is. (laughs) There really is a Santa Claus. Um, So he did say that Santa lives up near the, by the North Pole, and it's near the entrance to Hollow Earth, and that he is a person who represents giving, and who who does have a sleigh with reindeer. They, I forget what he called it, but it was something like um, maglev or a, <laughs> anti gravity. You know, it actually directly straight up. Uh-huh. He has an anti-gravity sleigh and reindeer. So I'm not sure how that works, but, of course, they have lots of technology that we don't have. So he's in a, Santa Claus is in a very high vibration place, and he does deliver toys um, from time to time, apparently uh, probably not to every child in the world every night, but, you know, mm-hmm. for Christmas night, but he is the, he does answer, um, he is the answer to that myth that everyone has told for so many years. So there, apparently there really is a person behind the myth. And that's what I was saying when I just about jumped out of my chair <laughs> with a big whoosh. And to prove, to prove that there really is Someone behind that myth I heard from Santa. Mm-hmm. So um, 
of course, Santa didn't walk into the room exactly, except that it feels that way to me. When I channel an entity, it just feels like they they come into the room and they're there with me. And I just telepathically hear what they're saying and repeat it. So that's how the process works, for me at least. Um, Catherine, you ought to trans-channel him, and then you could could go, if you trans-channeled him, you could go like Billy did to the North Pole. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like you did when you went to Hollow Earth, yeah. mm -hmm. When he came through the other day, he was a very strong presence, so... I really needed to get out of the way, and it really felt like he was just coming through with a big blast. So we'll see, you know. Yeah, I yeah. I suppose I could do that. Well, what, well whatever's sure. to be is to be. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. more about these things than we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, Janet is here, and she asked that she be uh, that she have a moment. For some thanks and for a few announcements. So here she is. You can yeah. Okay. Here's Great. Her. Hi Janet. Hi honey. Hi and hello everybody. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi sweetie. Okay. Okay. Hi sweetie. Okay. <laughs> um, just have a few things we want to tell you. We especially want to say thank you so much to Leslie. She's our lady that has taken over the job of sending books. We got a bit behind before, and if there's anybody out there that don't have your books, let us know. Leslie is doing a wonderful job. We just want to say thank you so much, and we send her our love. We have a new Facebook page, Healing for Ascension. We're just starting this page, and it's going to be everything about our tour, and just so everybody can come on there. We can chat together. We're just starting it, so... We can make it big and we can make it fun and we can all chat with each other there. Uh, We have a few spots left here in Seattle. We have several spots for the Lady Portia God and Guest. We have some healing session spots available and we have some private sessions. If anybody is out there in the audience that is booked and signed up to come to the Seattle event, I just sent an email out where our events are. Do not look at the Google map attached to the Eventbrite uh, invitation because it's totally wrong. Um, anyway, if you have any problems, you can email me at info at ascensiontour.com and I'll respond right back to you tonight if you have a problem or are confused about an address. Anyway, have a great show. Info at healingforascension.com. I think I said that wrong. Sorry. Okay, anyway, have a good show, and Santa's coming. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. <laughs> where's the bells? You should have your jingle bells, you know. You oh, girls aren't prepared. No. Where's Where's the jingle bells? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of chuckles. <laughs> yeah. So Janet's been working hard to get all these events lined up, and then Google attaches the map, and everyone who's coming is, totally confused and calling us mm. and sending us dozens of emails. What What, what mm. is this place? You know, and they're listing something we've never heard of. So mm. it's really kind of silly, these technological glitches, but I think she got it all worked out. <laughs> Here's Mary Kay Severin on the chat line saying, we feel like kids again now that we know Santa is real. 
It's true, isn't it? Doesn't it? It It brings it all back. Yeah, it just feels so fun. So um, I guess I, I didn't ask what order of events we would have here tonight, but usually we start with Mother, Father, God. Mm-hmm. And Mother God likes to come through. Mm-hmm. And lately we've had a lot of requests from our various ascended masters who like to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, included. He he likes to get a word in if, he, if there's time. I didn't hear you. You cut out. Who did you say? It cut out. Oh, oh cutting out again. Well, it, it just sort of. Uh, are you do you are you on speaker or are you on straight on the? Call, I'm on, on the a phone. regular phone. Um, there is a phone in the other room talking to us, so maybe that's. Yeah. No, you could turn it down. Okay. Let's see if so that. Anyway, whoever name you gave didn't come through. Okay, I said Saint Germain. Oh, yes. And see, we would have known that if we had heard it, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it likes to come through. So Mm -hmm. whenever there's time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I'm just going to ask, I think Mother, Father, God would like to probably Mm -hmm. do the introduction for Santa. Oh, that'd be nice. I was looking. I don't see Zarea on the line. He's the one that... uh, told us a little bit about his experience up there, but I don't see him right now. Yeah, maybe oh, yeah. later. Zarea went, Zarea went to the North Pole? Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, um, there was a one-hour... They called me after last Wednesday's show, mm. and, um, and, and it was about 40 minutes or so after the show ended. And uh, Zareya and Quasar called me, and Zareya was laughing so hard he couldn't talk. And she says, the reason we were and, – and I finally I said, listen, if you guys got something to tell me, let's go and record it on the conference line. So we did, and we learned that when, when Zora was speaking to us there at the end of last Wednesday's call, of course, he and Zareya, his son who has a surface body up here, traded bodies. And Zareev found himself in Santa's workshop at the North Pole. And oh, he, oh, I didn't hear oh, it's about a that. Oh, it's posted. It's a wonderful call. And it's a one-hour call. And um, he gives exact descriptions of the elves, of Santa, of the sleigh. Hmm. Um, he even took a ride in the sleigh. I asked him if it had a windshield, you know. <laughs> Um, there is, yeah, and Catherine, he told how uh, that the Santa does, I said, well, what does he do with all the toys uh, that he makes? He delivers them, and, and he said, uh, he, of course, he can't get them down a chimney, so to speak. He dematerializes them and materializes them there, and I said, well, I guess the only ones that would know that something was there that wasn't supposed to be would be the parents, they, because the children would assume it came from Santa anyway. And, uh-huh. and, and he talked about when he was um, a boy and he wanted a bicycle so bad. And, uh, I, and he said, uh, and, and his parents kept, and of course he was adopted, we all know his history, 
And his parents said, we can't afford a bicycle. Uh, Don't even think about a bicycle. And Christmas morning, it was there. And uh, the parents, each one looked at the other, and they said, well, who could have done it? Which of our friends brought it? (laughs) And uh, Zarea, as a child, um, he he says, I'm going to go up and look, see if I can see any marks on the roof. And he and a couple of the other children went up on the roof and looked, and sure enough, there were skid marks. And he knew as a child it was Santa. But, of course, the adults never never knew, and uh, he just accepted it. But that happens. Um, children get some... That Santa even was in a Macy's. You got to listen to that call. He'll tell you about. It. He was in a Macy's parade. He actually sat in um, and listened to children uh, on his knee. Oh, we'll we'll have a wonderful show. You're going to hear some wonderful things. So, okay, and then we'll tell people how they can follow up with this other uh, show as well. So it's going to be wonderful. All right. Well, let's see. <laughs> um, Let's see what he what else he has to say for us. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. Has different people, and he's here in person this time, so mm-hmm. they can hear it. You know, right here. Um, exactly. And maybe ask some questions. Well, so, I bet you the lines will light up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk to Mother, Father, God, and see what they have to say. Let's do. It's always such good information. Well, go ahead, Catherine, and kind of settle back and uh, get your last little sip of water and uh, get comfy. We want mother or father, or and mother, mother and father, God, to be comfy when they arrive, and uh, they're always not far away. We just need to give Catherine a little bridge here, and uh, we'll soon be hearing from mother, our father, God, and. Uh, I bet it will be Mother God. Are you here? Good evening, beloved masters. This, of course, is Father God. I would like to introduce my beloved Mother God. Aww. I just wanted to get that in. <laughs> well, we're happy you're both here. Thank so you, Father God. So that you know I am here with her. She mm-hmm. likes to speak with you, and it's nice for her to have a show as well. And so I will allow Mother Mother God to come through, and I will step back, but I love listening to her as well. Oh, we do Thank too. You. Thanks for stepping in. It's nice talking it with is. you. Thank you. Yes. Hello, dear ones. Yes, that was Father God. He likes to play a little prank once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> he also likes the stage as much as any of us. It is a lovely time, isn't it? And we're just approaching the time of the year when everyone starts thinking about giving gifts to everyone else. And that is a wonderful thing. We want to encourage that, especially this year, now that you're all approaching the Ascension time. What a wonderful thing to be out in the evening and see the Christmas light that people have put out. And you know many civilizations have celebrated a winter solstice uh, celebration in the middle of December or toward the end of December. It's always been a time 
when the snow begins to fall in the north and people are, you call it, hunkering down for the cold weather. But even in summer climates, there have always been uh, pagan or religious festivals that come at this time of year. And so we encourage and enjoy the celebrations because, of course, they are about generosity, about love, and truly giving. When you go out in the world, shopping perhaps, or just looking for wonderful things to give to your loved ones, don't forget that a gift that comes from your heart has no string attached. That means that you give it with love, with empathy, kindness, generosity, and a good spirit, which means it doesn't matter if you get a present back from that person. The universe will give you a present. Because every time you offer something directly from your heart, the universe responds. It is called the universal law of flow. So you needn't be jealous of someone who gets more presence than you do, which is something that many children are taught. You know, the one who gets the most presence, it means they're the most popular one. Or the one who gets the most presence is the most loved. This is not the case. There are many children and many adults who don't have unlimited funds, who don't have a great deal, but still they gather together with love in their hearts and no one feels deprived. Not when they share a meal together and share their love and their hugs and kisses and songs. This is what this is what the season of giving is about. Visiting your friends, lifting a glass and singing together. Enjoying the time together, feeling appreciative, feeling loving toward your friends. And especially the children. The children love this time of year. And they love the story of Santa Claus. It inspires them. You know, it hasn't been so long that the myth of Santa Claus really took hold in the Western world, but many civilizations have had a story about a similar character, someone who dressed in a particular way and would come quietly in the night and leave gifts and presents for people, especially children. You know, it's only also recently that anyone would tell a story about this wonderful being that he would leave a a piece of coal for a child who was naughty. Santa Claus would never do such a thing. He is a generous and kind man. As is Mrs. Claus, she would never permit such a thing. That would be cruel to a child. Besides, what child could ever do something that would be so horrible 
that they should be punished on Christmas. So that is our belief, that is our wish, that all children be given hugs, kisses, love, songs, and if possible, a gift. And we will call on Santa. Shortly you'll talk to him. And I'm sure he'll be willing to answer questions for people. He wants to tell his story. He wants you to know that he is real and that giving is real. Loving is real. And when you have love in your heart, you can create something wonderful for others. It doesn't matter if you don't have any money. It doesn't matter at all. You will find a way to create something out of your imagination, your will, and your creativity. You will find a way to make something that will make people happy. Even if it's only an angel in the snow or a a sculpture out of snowballs or paper shaped in a certain way to make something beautiful. There are many ways to create beauty and many ways to appreciate giving. We encourage you to explore all of those things and not only in a department store, not only in an electronic store buying gadgets for your loved ones, They will love you long after the gadgets are gone. Besides, there are going to be many more interesting things for you from the galactics when they come. Their technology is far more advanced than anything you can buy in a gadget store. So be patient, loved ones. You will will find times they are changing, and they are changing fast. Now, let me introduce our very special, very special guest tonight. It truly is. It is Santa Claus himself. Yes, the jolly St. Nicholas of story and song and rhyme. And now I will step aside and allow St. Nicholas to take possession of Catherine's voice and body, and perhaps she will be able to do what you called a full body channel. Perhaps she would like to do that and go to the North Pole herself. We will ask her if she'd like to do that, and she will know the way. It's not so hard to find. Also, you know, children can go in their dreams. They are not so hesitant as grown-ups. They're not so frightened to believe something that's wonderful. Children know in their hearts that there is a Santa Claus because they feel his presence. And they feel like Santa when they give a present. So it's not hard for anyone 
to go to visit the North Pole. You only need to feel it in your heart, and your heart will take you there. It is the place of giving. So create that feeling of giving in your heart, and you will be there. Now, I wish you wonderful days ahead, complete joy and happiness, and that you will enjoy all the gifts, all the joys of this season, and that you will share it with everyone around you as we send our love to you. And now, let's step aside and allow Santa to come. My dear Mr. Claus, may I present you to the audience tonight. They are most eager to hear from you. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) You expected me to say that, didn't you? Yes, it is Santa. And I do have a round belly, and I do laugh a great deal. I enjoy laughter, especially my own. (laughs) (laughs) Because it makes others laugh. It is contagious, isn't it? The spirit of giving and of laughter is contagious. Well... What a pleasure. I know there are so many of you listening, and there will be more who come to this this place on the Internet and listen in. Well, I'm delighted because now I can talk with all of you in person or in recording, which isn't as much fun for me, but I do know when you're listening. But I like to be able to picture you now there in your living rooms, around your computer, which carries my voice to you. What fun. And yes, I will answer the obvious questions. Yes, I do have a sleigh. And yes, I do have reindeer. They are beautiful creatures. Well, you know, the first reindeer that you all call Rudolph, does have a very bright nose. It isn't a light bulb the way it was presented in the stories, but he is a very bright light. And he can lead the sleigh. It is a a matter of knowing where we're going. We do sing and we do shake our bells as we go, because there's always someone listening. There's always a child in bed thinking, I wonder where Santa is now. And they hear the bells from a distance. They know that Santa is here. And I do, on occasion, especially when it's when I'm able to sneak in a present for a child who is especially in need or a child who would feel so happy were 
a present to appear for them. We are able to materialize a gift. We get a great kick out of doing that, of course. And you want to know about the workshop, don't you? What do we do there? What are the elves like? How do they go about doing their work? And yes, we do work year-round. We have a wonderful uh, supply. Sometimes we offer our toys to places where children have no toys. Sometimes we know there is a, a community center or a church or a place where people gather to give out toys for children. We slip in there and we leave some extra toys to make sure that everyone will have one. And sometimes around the world, in places where children have no toys, we like to leave a little a little something. You know, toys are not really as important to children as everybody thinks, except that they love having them given to them. That's the part that's so wonderful. It's not the toy itself. It's the person who gives it to them. Or the love they feel when they open a package and see a wonderful new something that they haven't seen before. We especially like to make our toys from from products that won't disappear, like wood, wooden trains, wooden dolls, wooden, you know, the trains that run on a little track. They last forever. Parents can hand them down to their children. They don't need any batteries. They don't need any care. They simply need to be played with. And they create a wonderful time for the child to imagine. That's what we try to do with our toys, is make them gifts that will help a child to imagine. And you know what we like for them to imagine, what we hope they will do in their minds, is to imagine rising into a higher dimension. That is what children do when they dream. They raise themselves up, they fly, and they fly with me. When I go about the world in my sleigh, it makes a child think, ah, I can go anywhere. I can be free I can raise up and fly across the skies with Santa Claus. And it doesn't matter if my life is hard. It doesn't matter. I can be free. This is what we want to inspire. This is what I love. This work. Why I love doing what I do. It is such a joyful thing to see that I can inspire children to be free, to be loving, to be joyful, 
Now, I bet you'd like to hear about the workshop. The workshop is a wonderful place. A joyful place. There is always music. Always laughter. Oh, we like to make jokes. We like to to play pranks. Yes, there are. There are elves who play pranks. Of course they do. <laughs> They're very funny fellows. They like to paint things. You know, the other day they <laughs> the elves dreamed up a prank. They came into the workshop with their faces all painted. They looked all like reindeer. And they put horns on their heads and they said, we are quitting, Santa. <laughs> we don't want to stay here in the workshop. We want to fly with the sleigh and horns on their heads. And they painted noses on their faces and they were very funny. So I had to promise them that they could take turns flying in the sleigh with me and that they could take turns delivering the gifts. It was a very fun time to do, to do that. They were very happy to know they could enjoy watching the faces of the children. But every time I think of them with their, with their silly horns, I have to chuckle. You can picture it now. There were eight of them. <laughs> and they even... They even got the sleigh bells and the harnesses and they dressed themselves up and said, all right, Santa, we're ready to go. Well, of course, the sleigh is actually more like a pelvis. Will the children be shot? Well, I suppose, as long as we're letting everyone know the truth, we might as well let it all out. Yes, the sleigh is actually a sort of spaceship. It's a wonderful spaceship. It has bells, yes. And we can also protect the sound of bells. And when we do, it carries a long way around the Earth. In fact, we can even transmit our sleigh bell song on the grid and it carries around the world. So if you should hear the distant sound of sleigh bells, you will know that Santa. Oh, and you'll hear me laugh and it will carry across the universe. Just like you've been told, when you raise your light, your light shines out across the universe. Well, that's what we do on Christmas Eve and other times, too. You know, we don't only come out on Christmas Eve. There are other places in the world that celebrate things, and we have other ways of joining them we go out into the world and we sing our songs and play our games and we visit people 
and sometimes you might hear us on your roof. You will be amazed, but if you hear the little sound of prancing feet on your roof, it is us. It is Santa and the reindeer and the couple of elves who are sightseeing with Santa. They love riding in the ship. Well, the sleigh ship. It does feel like a sleigh in some ways. It's a very small ship. And we can we can come close to the earth. We can slide across the rooftops. And nobody can see us until we materialize. And when we do, it is very exciting. We can see the people. They can't see us. Can you imagine how fun that is? Children all want to be able to do that. They want to be able to be invisible. Well, I'll tell you another secret. Santa can be invisible. Because the ship can be cloaked. And when we do that, we can glide across eye. And, oh, there is music and something happening here. There is a child watching something noisy. It's all right. Children like noise. There's never enough noise for children. They're always expected to be quiet and polite and quiet. What child wants to be quiet? That's a terrible idea. Actually, adults don't want to be quiet either. Nobody wants to be quiet. Where did that idea come from? It's a bad idea. We should all be noisier. We should all just have a good time and laugh loudly. And when you laugh loudly, it makes other people laugh too. And I bet when I came tonight and I went, ho, 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 I enjoy that. It shakes my body all the way down to my boots. And it feels happy all through and through. So, I'll bet there are questions. You were reading my, you were reading my mind, Santa. Um, (laughs) This is Anne. And um, yes, a friend of, of ours was recently up there, he and his father, um, Zora and Zorea. And um, when Zora came to speak with us, uh, um, Zora, um, Zorea, found himself um, with you there in the workshop. And um, he also described your community. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your community where you all live? Oh, of course, dear. 
It is a lovely place. Well, first of all, it's not cold. It's a very warm place. Not so much the weather, but the feelings we have for one another. We have many houses and a large workshop, and we live together in groups, of course. Mother Claus and I live together in our own cozy house. And there are all kinds of things happening there. We have schools for the children. We have play yards. We have houses for groups of elves. And there are many different kinds of helpers who are attracted to our wonderful place in the North Pole. What would you like to know about our community there? What it's like to live there? Well, um, Zareya said that there was um, a long avenue uh, of domed um, houses or structures, and then at the end of the avenue was a very large a dome structure with a smaller dome structure inside. That was very interesting. If you would like to go into that in more detail. Well, you know, dome structures are very convenient and warm in the in the North Country. It's a very effective way of mm-hmm. creating creating a comfortable environment with very little need for any and added energy we mm. use we use very high technology you might not think that Santa would have uh, very advanced technological um, tools but we do we don't need furnaces and uh, light bulbs as you know them we create light with our own atmosphere and with our um, what you would call free energy. Mm. So our our homes are always comfortable and warm and clean. There is no dust at the North yeah. Pole. <laughs> um, there aren't the inconveniences that you live with here. We don't need any cars. We can teleport if we wish. Mm-hmm. We live in a rather high, highly evolved community, our elves, and and we do have some uh, some communities of other beings uh, from other kingdoms. There are the fairies who visit. There mm. are the leprechauns who sometimes appear to pay us a visit and to contribute to the fun. They generally have their own locations where they live, but they come to visit too. And they like visiting with us because it's always they're always welcomed. There's always a warm and inviting environment for anyone who comes. And yes, we have all the conveniences homes and schools and 
places of um, where anyone can go to get the resources they need to create. We have painters, we have carpenters, we have people who uh, create sculptures out of all kinds of beautiful things. And we also have a dome where we can grow plants. Oh. Oh, All kinds of beautiful plants because we can create uh, a bio... We have a... It's called... We call it the biodome where we... Mm grow all kinds of lush and beautiful plants. Hmm. We have fruit and beautiful flowers from all over the world. You see, we can we can find whatever we want. We only need to go in a sleigh <laughs> <laughs> and pick up what we need and bring it back. It's a fairly easy thing to do very quick. If we should like a pineapple, we only need to teleport ourselves or go in our ship, bring back a pineapple plant or a basket full of pineapples, and then we have a feast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very easy life. Um, I would like uh, this kind of brings up, and I think it's it's hard for me. People have had their hands up, but I think it was for uh, general questions. But we'll see if we. But let me ask you this: um, How long have you been living there? Were you born elsewhere, and did you um, move to this current location, or uh, how old are you? Oh, I have not. I have not asked you that question. <laughs> oh yes, of course. I was born elsewhere, as everyone here was. I came from a distant planet, but I saw many years ago thousands of trips around the sun that the planet needed laughter. The Mm. planet needed a sense of generosity and giving. And it is what I love. It is what I was born for. I come from a planet where giving is as natural as breathing. Mm. It was ingrained in me for thousands of years on my home planet where we live much like we do in the North Pole, although there is not snow all year round, but the environment is very similar. But I chose the North Pole because I needed to be in a place that would be safe, that would be distant enough from all the all the political and the chaotic goings-on on the planet where I could simply drop in and bring the feeling of joy and giving to others. And in the process, I hope to create that feeling for the whole planet as it was mm-hmm. in my home, as it was what I knew for so many years. 
But I was inspired by this project. I was inspired by Sananda and the ones who came from Venus to help out on this planet. What a wonderful goal that is. And they have worked hard in the trenches, you might say. Well, I'm not good at that. I like being a bit distant from the fray in a place where I could simply create love and Mm. create beauty and bring it as a gift to others. It is what I love to do. And I'm surrounded here with others who feel the same way. This is why the North Pole is such a beautiful place, because every home is filled with love. Every child experiences laughter. Everyone is at peace because we do whatever it is we love to do. And in the process, you can imagine, there it is a very busy place because everyone can do whatever they want. And they're always dreaming up wonderful things, always cooking up <laughs> surprises. <laughs> and they're and, always and you, surprises. You, you do cook. Um, Zarea said that your favorite food was gingerbread. <laughs> I was and just that, thinking of the gingerbread houses we make. Uh-huh. We love taking gifts of gingerbread. It has such a wonderful smell when it comes out of the oven. It have does. you ever baked gingerbread? Oh, yes. I, oh, yes. I, the smell of gingerbread can waft its way up to the stars and back again. It is a wonderful thing. Yes, I love gingerbread. I do. We don't have to eat so much there, you know. We don't have Uh to pay a lot of attention to what we eat and make sure we go to the grocery store and carry large bags home with us. We don't need to do that. But sometimes we do get great pleasure in something, in making something that smells divine. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you have an expression about uh, food of the gods. Mm -hmm. I think gingerbread is one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see if somebody else that has their hand up, um, knowing that you were going to be on the call, we might just have some very special questions here for Santa Claus. And uh, yes, if, you're, if you're ready to handle other questions. Indeed, um, that we could do that. But please, here we go here with I'm, area code you know, 352. Three. Let me say, please, dear ones, no questions like, would you please bring me a new convertible? Because (laughs) that is not Santa Claus's job. (laughs) Okay, no personal questions, folks. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no personal (laughs) questions, but something that would be of interest to everyone listening. And uh, area code 352, we we would like your name and uh, where you're calling from and your one question for Santa. 
Good evening. My name is Rod. <clears throat> While we're talking about giving things away and giving, uh, let's talk about the pros prosperity program. Uh, Catherine's mentioned in many instances that we should give as a result of receiving part of it. The question I have, who gets the money, who decides who to give it to, how is it delivered, and why are those people that need it don't get it in the first place? What kind of question is that? <laughs> I don't know. If is, there did, such a thing as, is there such a thing as a prosperity program? A prosperity program is what I just described to you. That's an I think it's a little bit out of the jurisdiction of Santa uh, to talk about the St. Germain's prosperity program. And um, we'll probably okay. still have time for St. Germain. That, that's more in his in his field. So. Okay, you might mention that to him when you talk to him. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't object to talking about prosperity, but... Asking where prosperity comes from is not the right question. Prosperity comes from your heart. One who gives is the one who receives. And the one who receives, if they give as much as they receive, then no one will be in want. So it makes no sense to ask where prosperity comes from. It comes from your heart. And if it does not live in your heart, you will feel poor, no matter how much you have. That is my Words of wisdom. Very wise. Thank you, Santa. That touched all of our hearts. I just opened the 978. You're speaking. 978. We've got you. Okay, I'm going to have to... Are you with Ooh, us? Yes. Hi, my name is Nora. I'm nine years old, and I'm calling from Rockport, Massachusetts. Oh, 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 oh a nine-year-old. Oh, I'm so glad you called. Nora, what is your question? Um, could you tell us a little bit about Mrs. Claus, too? Could I tell you about what, dear? Mrs. Claus. Oh, about Mrs. Claus. Oh, of course. Well, Mrs. Claus is the most beautiful woman ever created. Well, maybe I am a bit awestruck mm -hmm. because she is so lovable. Mrs. Claus <laughs> is a lovely woman who, oh, you would love her, dear. She loves to give hugs. To children. She has a great smile, and her smile beams light everywhere she goes. She smells like gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> and you would love her, too. <laughs> what else can I tell you? Let's see. Mrs. Claus is a very clever woman. She knows how to make the most delicious things when she cooks Not in the kitchen. Surprised. Yes, you thought so? Mm hmm And you know something else that many people don't know about Mrs. Claus is that she is a wonderful artist. 
She creates beautiful designs. She can knit anything. And she can embroider things and sew things. She has a whole team of elves who help her. And she creates beautiful clothes and furry hats and mittens and wonderful scarves, especially for children. And she loves bright colors. (laughs) Does that sound right to you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when you go to sleep tonight, dear, in your dreams, say to yourself, I want to go see Santa and Mrs. Claus. I want to go to their house and see their kitchen and see their toys and talk with them and you will go. We will greet you. Okay. Thank you, Nora, for your wonderful question. You're welcome. Oh, thank you, Nora. So wonderful for a child to be able to talk with Santa here. Thank you, honey. And I'm going to close your line. And if you can press the number one on your keypad, it'll help me uh, clear the lines here. And I've already opened up 954. Um, You have your one question. And uh, where are you calling from? What's your name? Five four one. Oh wait a minute, nine five four. I'm sorry, nine five four. Your line's open. This is your chance. Hello. Hello? Five four one. We'll have to move on. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going on to five zero four. Okay, five zero four. Your name. Your line is open. Hello. Please speak. Yes, we have. We're waiting on you. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, my question is about um, Nibiru and the RV. I'm gonna try to intertwine it too because me, uh, I've been looking up on Nibiru and I realized that Ison was basically a decoy for what's really coming. And uh, they had this guy back in the 1940s named Carlos Ferrada. He was a, a Chilean astro- astronomer. And um, he predicted the Chilean earthquake to the T. I mean, he didn't miss a beat. And 40 years later, they spoke about Nibiru or Planet X, whatever you want to call it, in the uh, Washington Post in 1983. Oh, now, uh, let, me, out... let me interrupt you a minute. You didn't give your first name, please? Oh, I'm Bible. sorry. Uh, yeah, I must have, yeah, my name is uh, Ariel from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, what I would like you to do, this is not a Christmas Santa kind of question, um, but St. Germain will be on, and uh, let's just hold that back because there might be children waiting to talk to Santa right now. Is that okay? Okay, that's And we'll just, yeah, we'll go ahead because uh, um, it's kind of out of uh, the domain of Santa Claus right now. This is not my area of interest, dear. I'm sorry? It is. Uh, this is not my area of interest or of yes. expertise, as one says yes. here. I am not the person to ask about the world. 
Si llamaste, tienes que saber cuando te abran la línea, tú tienes que saber qué le vas a preguntar o simplemente... Okay, now I've got 615 wide open and we're hearing someone talking. Would you like to talk with Santa? It's your turn. We'd like your name and location, your question. 615. Hello? Yes, 615. I'm Nicole. I'm 11 and I live in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, Nicole. This is Santa. Nice. Greetings. I'm, I'm so glad you called me. Thank you. Um, I was wondering if you could actually travel the world in one night and how your spaceship actually looks. If I could cover the world in one night, and what does my spaceship look like, did you say? Yes, in the inside. Oh, on the inside. Oh, yes, I would love to tell you that. <laughs> you could come in your sleep, you know, while you're just going to sleep, just as you're dozing off. You say to yourself, Santa, come get me. I want to fly in your ship. All right? Okay. And I, I will listen for you. Now Thank you. I will tell you. I'll tell you what it looks like. It is a small and very comfortable ship. It has the ability to appear to others as we wish. And in my mind, as I am driving the ship, I can say to myself, I want to be in my sleigh with the reindeer pulling the sleigh. And then, there I am, does what you could call morph. It changes into the appearance of a sleigh. Meanwhile, I'm still aware of the fact that my ship has a very comfortable, soft chair. And I sit in my comfortable chair, and I can look out the windows at the entire star system. I can see below me, I can see the houses. Above me, I can see all the stars. And yes, I can circumvent the earth in one night because we can move very quickly. And of course, in the dimension where I live, there is no time. So we can zoom from Massachusetts to California in a blink of an eye. And we often do. It is a wondrous thing when you're used to just walking or you're used to driving in a car. For us, that is a very slow means of transportation because we can fly. Oh, can we fly? And it is great fun to sit in the ship and watch the stars go by. And, you know, we can bank the ship. We can turn upside down to get a good look at the ground. We can turn in loops. We can, we can fly any way we like. We only have to think it. Have you ever had a dream 
where you could fly. Yes. Well, that's how we do it. Just like you think it in your dreams. And you know when you have those dreams. There are two kinds of dreams that you fly in. One is a dream that's a memory. It's a memory of flying in a ship. Perhaps it's a memory of flying in my ship. And another kind of dream is the one where you are flying in the ship. When you come with me and we fly around the globe in a blink of an eye, and then you can be back in your bed before anyone knows you were gone. Will you come join me? Yes. So it's like if your spirit was leaving you. It's like, I can't hear you, dear. It's like if your spirit was leaving you and you just left and then you came back, like, in a second. In a second, yes. And you won't even realize you're not, that you leave your body in your bed. So if anybody should come, they would walk into the room and they would see your body there. And if they poked you, you could be back in time to say hello. (laughs) But meanwhile, you can go anywhere you want and fly anywhere you like. And I invite you to my sleigh. Thank you. Okay, Do you mind Nicole? if I... Um, oh, what? My brother wanted to ask if he could speak to Santa, too. Okay. One quick question. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, bye-bye, Nicole. Now, Nicole has someone else who wants to speak. Her father. Oh, yes. Um, hi. Hello. Who is this? Um, I'm um, Nicole's brother, Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian. Hello, Sebastian. This is I'm so. I'm so happy to hear you. <laughs> and I'm happy to hear you, Sebastian. You are a good boy. I know that. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you that... Um, if you've traveled to other galaxies, and what do they look like? Are they beautiful? Oh, Sebastian. Yes, they are very beautiful. You know, your galaxy is very beautiful, too. It's fabulously beautiful. And you're beginning to get some pictures from your astronomy scientists who are taking pictures of the supernovas and the beautiful stars around your galaxy. Others are similar in some ways, different in others, but they are all beautiful. There are planets and stars and just endless, endless wonders. When you sleep, you can go there. You do already. Yes, I have been to many galaxies, great distances, because I am an adventurer in my heart. I love to give gifts and I love to travel. And that has been a wonderful 
experience for me because in between times I find myself what they call a wormhole. And you present yourself at one end of the wormhole and you can zip right through and end up in another galaxy and spend your vacation there. (laughs) Or what would seem to you like a vacation? There Um, are great um, wonders. Yes. I'd I I'd love to go to other planets and, and see see what they look like. Um I I I love to travel too. Well, I will tell you the secret. As you're going to sleep at night, make yourself very comfortable. Pop your head up a little bit so you can stay awake for a few moments. And in your mind and in your heart, you say to yourself, I wish to travel. I want to see the universe. And call on me, dear boy. Say, I want to speak with Santa Claus. Please come and show me how to travel around the universe. And you will feel my presence. You will feel the energy. I will blow on your cheek. And you will feel a ripple of energy and that means I am there. And just close your eyes and I will show you the wonders. The most wonderful wonders of the universe. Is that a deal? Yes. Thank you so, so much. You are so welcome, Sebastian. We have <laughs> a wonderful time planned. Oh, my I goodness. We're, we're building I up questions now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to I close your line, Sebastian. Thank you for okay. your question. It was wonderful, honey. Um. Santa, I see we have four more questions waiting. Um, are you up to it? Um, what would you like I to do? Oh, yes, by all means. Okay, here we go with area code 646. Uh, we would like you to give us your first name and where you live and your one quick question. Um, my name is Andre, and I am eight years old. I live in New York the um, Bronx. My question is, do you ever travel to inner Earth? Oh, what a good idea. What a good question you ask. Well, tell me, did I hear you say you're Audrey? Andre, say Andre. Andre. Yes, did I hear you right? His Would you repeat your, your name, honey? Your Andre. name, honey? Andre. Um, my name is My name is Andre. Andre. Oh, yes, of course, Andre. Well, yes, of course I've been. We call it we there are two places. There is inner earth, which is the civilization or several civilizations who live inside the earth's crust. And then there is hollow earth, which is all the way inside the planet. And, of course, my village 
at the North Pole is just at the edge of the entrance to the hollow earth. And when you go, yes, of course I have been to hollow earth. I can visit any time. We are great friends. And some of my supplies actually come from hollow earth. Whenever I need a hand, I can go into hollow earth and ask for their assistance. They are very friendly and lovely people, and they are very much behind my project of helping the children of planet Earth. So, hollow earth is a different kind of place than you're used to. It is lush and warm and very beautiful. In fact, it's a lovely vacation place for us on the North Pole where we don't have a lot of trees and vegetation and sometimes it's really a nice thing to go to a place that is sort of tropical, you might say. There are huge trees and wonderful animals, many, many more animals than we ever see on the North Pole. And there you can be outdoors all day long, all night long, and it is always pleasant and peaceful and safe and joyful. It is a lovely place to be. And inner earth is a different kind of thing. There are underground cities. Those cities are not as enormous as the hollow earth but they are very beautiful as well and there are many that have developed their civilizations to a very high level they have very beautiful buildings and very comfortable and what would seem like you to be magical ways of getting around well you know on hollow earth there are really magical ways because they have pterodactyls and other great creatures that have walked the earth for millions of years and there are specimens of all of them there, lions and tigers and lemurs and gazelles and penguins and everything you can think of, they're all there. It certainly beats any zoo you've ever been to. So, (laughs) yes, indeed. (laughs) Andre, I have been to Inner Earth and to what we call Hollow Earth and many other places. That was a good question. I was wondering that myself, Andre. Thank you for asking that. And I see our questions are, are gathering Um, I'm going to have to rush us along a little bit, and I know St. Germain is wanting yet to speak. So, Andre, I'm going to go ahead now and close your line and ask you to press number one on your phone pad. And uh, we're very happy that you were able to give us this question. And uh, the next line that is open, let's just see who we hear. I just opened uh, 719. 719, 
You're open. Indeed, beloved masters. <laughs> Hi, Zora. Oh, 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 oh. It is Zora. And how be you this day? I'm glad you joined our party, Zora. We're having a Christmas party tonight. Ah, indeed. <laughs> is, is my beloved uh, uh, Master Santa there? He's right here. It is I, and indeed I am. I'm speaking with all our friends, having indeed. a lovely time. Yes. Well, I will uh, bring a little bit of information about Santa's uh, dwelling place, a little more. Uh, the reason that you are what is called your Air Force or your military, cannot pick up what is termed the location of Santa's um, abode is because it is halfway around the entrance into hollow earth. Therefore, their radar, the sonar or whatever, could not detect it. And that's oh. why they say, oh, there is only ice and snow up there, and that is why they are <laughs> under the impression that Santa's cross does not exist. But yeah, I can assure you he does, most assuredly. <laughs> and uh, you, Oh, uh, beloved Santa, uh, how did you like um, uh, my beloved Quasar and my, also my beloved uh, um, Zorea when Zorea was doing what's termed as uh, helping you out, in so to speak, in the past as the secret Santa? Oh, Zorea gave me a good name. (laughs) We, Mother Mother Claus and I, really loved that. So many people were helped. So many were given joy. He made a very good Santa. Indeed. And in a sense, he will do a little more of that once uh, what is termed as the prosperity funds are brought forth. Oh, and, uh, as, ma- as many will. Indeed, that is so. So uh, I will not take up on the time for the little ones, so I will step back and I will let the little ones continue to ask questions from Santa. And, uh, yes. Uh, also, one other thing for the little ones to understand, that Santa, when he does, what he, only on occasions does he do what his time does, use the sleigh with the reindeer, but I'll, I'll explain to them how you did what was termed as uh, you have in many cases uh, around the country, you have done what was termed as uh, take the place of the Santa Claus in the malls. Oh, you tell my secret. <laughs> ah, indeed. <laughs> uh, of course, what else? I wouldn't miss the fun. Indeed. How could I? There are so many opportunities for Santa this time of year. I couldn't indeed, miss out. Indeed, that is so. And of course, I can come and go as I wish, so I try to find indeed. a number of places I can see the children. Remember the Macy's Day Parade back in the 30s? <laughs> oh, in the not 50s, only... In the 50s. 
not only the 30s. I like to. I like to appear in all kinds of parades. You know that. Of course. (laughs) Wherever there is a parade, there will be an invitation. And so I enjoy being there. And this time of year is such a wonderful time. That is so. There is a little one here you have a who, wishes, who wishes to ask a question of Santa. Go ahead. This, yes. Let's let her ask her question. Indeed. Here she is. Hi, Santa Claus. Greetings, beloved. Greetings, beloved. <laughs> what question do you ask? Does the reindeer really fly? Oh, what a good question. <laughs> yes, of course the reindeer fly. But it may not be the kind of propulsion you would imagine. They don't have to fly with their feet, and they don't need wings because I help them. We have magic. We have a magic form of flight. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. The reindeer have been born for flying. Yes, the reindeer have been born for flying. That's right. I didn't say born for flying. I said the reindeer was flying when you were born. Oh. They were learning to fly. Absolutely. You are right. Reindeer love to fly. <laughs> this is the little one who's here in the room, oh. and it's a puzzling for her. Yeah. She does hear Santa. And when I asked her if she, she would like to speak and ask a question, she said, mm-hmm. Santa is just like Mother, Father, God. <laughs> he, comes, he comes, and we know he's there even if you can't see him. Uh-huh. She understood. That's oh, yeah. I think she's about three years old, the little girl in the room with you. Yes. She's she's four and a half, going on oh, five. Oh, four and a half. Oh, okay. She, is. she explained to Catherine how it mm-hmm. is that Santa can be here. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, not to disappoint, we've got two more questions. I'm going to ask no one else raise their hand. Uh, let's see if we, if, if we don't want to leave two children waiting. And oh, uh, Zora, yeah. it's, uh, Zora, if it's all right, we're going to move on now and open a line in area code 251. And then there's one more waiting. And if it's this is for the children. Uh-huh. Indeed. Go ahead and do so. Thank you. Thank you. I've um, I've opened 251. Uh, would you like to give us your name and um, where you're calling from? Yes. Yes. My name is James, James Davidson uh, from Mobile, Alabama. From Mobile, Alabama. Greetings. Uh, yes. This is Santa Claus. And, uh, and I have my son here with me, my youngest son. Yes. 
Would he like to speak? Uh, yes, he would like to speak also. Uh, his name is Eli. But I also want to to give thanks to you, Catherine, and uh, Santa Claus. Well, thank you, sir. Yes, and, we. And we, also we. Zora too. <laughs> yes, and, do, and do you have a child there that would like to speak with Santa? Yes, I do. Is he small enough to sit on my knee? <laughs> okay, I'll let him speak right now. But I also oh, want you to you. know that I listen to you uh, uh-huh. on a regular basis, my wife and I, and, and, and we subscribe to your your channel. We're we very familiar on. with your format. Oh, thank you, beloved. We will pass on the information to Catherine. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is Santa. I want, I want my son to speak right now, okay? Yes. Put him on. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hey. Tell me your name, child. My name is Ela. Elas. Yes, ma'am. Did I say it again? Ela. Ela. Well, yes, happy Christmas, Ela. Thank you. And my question for Santa Claus was, how many elves does he have? Oh, how many elves do we have? Well, let's see. There's Samson and Gregory and Jeffrey and William. Well, it does change from time to time because there are some who come and go, but I would say... There are several hundred elves who work with me. I don't know exactly the number at this moment because many are around the world doing their good work, but they come back. And when we all gather, there are so many. They bring their brothers and their friends, and, and there are many who come to visit and stay for the Christmas season. And then there are others who live there with us. The whole a multitude, as it were. A multitude. Indeed, a multitude. Does that okay. answer Okay, that was a good question, Ela. Thank you. We didn't realize there was that many elves there. Uh, Ela, I'm going to let the next child ask their question. It will be the last question. Um, and okay. we still have Zora on the line. So once we've handled the last question here, um, we'll speak some more with Zora, and I believe St. Germain will be available. So I'm opening area code 304, and we would like your name and where you're calling from and your question for Santa. Hello? Yes, we hear you. Oh, I do not think you want to hear on me. This is a surprise for me. Zora might be here on me. My name's Olga. I'm from um, Charleston, West Virginia. I'm mama, and I'm great mama. And so um, I would like to 
knows and say hello uh, to Mrs. Klaus. I'm, I'm husband to Ukraine, but I live to America uh, seven years. Seven Aye. years. Seven? Yes, my name's Olga. Yes, I live Olga. in. To, uh, yes, yes, I live in to America seven years, and uh, yes, I'm my close. Dear. Uh, yes, I'm close to you, my spirit. Maybe you can feel it, me. Oh, I'm and friends. Like yeah, yes, yes, I'm. I'm a friend Olga. of God. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Olga. Yeah. Uh, Olga, honey. Yes, Olga. yes, yes, honey, honey. Olga. I don't want Olga. to tell in my secret. Okay, but let's hear what your your question. Well, you can be a little child for a few minutes, and you can ask. You can sit on Santa's knee and ask Santa a question. (laughs) Listen to Zora. Zora knows me. Asking to Zora. I know you, Olga. Olga, I know you. Asking to Zora. Zora, see me. Yes, I would like to, you know, sometimes I cry for all these child to this world. I want to sometimes uh, um, Santa Claus show up for child and give for presents some for, for people, for child's who talking maybe to TV, to radio. I saw Santa Claus, and I want to Santa Claus show up to these ears, and I want to make him happy every child to this world. Oh, yes. You know? Of course, Olga. We want all the children to be happy. Yes. So Earth is not a happy place. Until recently, it seems to be improving, doesn't it? It has been a difficult time for children. This is my mission, of course, and I think it is yours. And when but you we try, we try. Yes. This is us, us generation, next generation. We must give happiness more than we take here. Yes, you know this. I want child be happy more than us. You know, all the child must be taking more than us happiness and uh, oh, watching us parents what we doing, how we love each other. I would like to open my hand and hold this all over. You know, sometimes I cry. Oh. <laughs> and bless you, Olga. Don't cry. We do what we can. And when you open your heart and you open your hand and you open your eyes and you look into the eyes of a child, that is the greatest gift a child can receive is to see a loving woman, a grandmother, a mother, look into the child's eyes with appreciation and love is far more powerful than any toy or any gift a child could be given. Only yes. the yes, vision, yes. vision of yes. a mother, a father looking into the child's eyes with pleasure. That is the greatest gift. And you can do that. Dear one, you can do that. <coughs> Everywhere but, you go, and you will yes. raise the 
the happiness for every child you see. When you look at them with love, they will grow and blossom, and it matters not whether they live in a beautiful house or whether they have a million toys. If they have no one to look into their eyes with love, they can't thrive. They can't learn to feel joy. That is our work, my dear. That is our yeah. work. Yes, I to smile back when you smile at them. <laughs> I know this feeling. I give million dollars for each one smiling to my eyes <laughs> because for me, it's important giving. I receive. I think I got to fly. You know this song. I believe I can fly. <laughs> yeah. I like this song. Well, I'm going to street, attaching people. Huh? But I want to tell you, I go to street, attaching people hand. I go to looking eyes. You know, there's a lot of evil outside, and this is evil. Hate me, hate me so what? much. Uh, yes. Okay, okay, just a hand. Do not cry. Do not cry. No, you are no. loved, Olga. What, you what I'm going to do? I was born like this. <laughs> I'm 47 years old. <laughs> okay, Olga, honey. Yes, yes. Olga, Olga, sweetheart. Yes. Um, everybody gets one question, and um, if if it extends into a long conversation, then the others don't get a chance. Um, so, okay, okay, no problems. Um, what what I'm thinking, you. Olga, Olga, yes, Olga, next time, Olga, I'm catching you. <laughs> Olga, hey, yes, I believe that um, we're going to allow Santa um, to um, close his part of this call with the message he wants to leave with us. Um, we have Zora still uh, waiting here and probably St. Germain. Now, um, we're going to listen to Santa's parting message with us, and Zora may be able to reassure you of how the children around the world that are living such torturous lives right now are soon going to be better and St. Germain can probably also assure you that things are going to get better for these children. So, um, oh, thank with you that, so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm okay, so happy honey. hearing this. Like, baby, thank you so much. You're doing your work, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm listening to you. Yes. Okay, I'm going to close you. your line now, Olga. Your line thank is being you. closed. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for all your Thank your you. love and concern for the children. Thank we you. all could feel that. We could feel your love. And um, uh, Santa, um, you Did have the Santa? floor. We're going to let you give your parting message to us. Beloved oh. Santa. And there is Father God, yes. Yes, and yes, Father God you. is here. The two of you yeah, may have a, a conversation. is just fine. Indeed. <laughs> I just wanted to also let the little ones know that Santa Claus does not bring guns, does not oh, bring oh, gun oh. toys or weapons oh. of war or things of this nature. It is all loving educational toys, uh, made of, some made of wood, and others made from uh, other uh, materials, but never does he has he ever given 
a BB gun, or what is termed as uh, even a toy gun. Anything that represents what would be termed as um, destruction, such as cannons and tanks and planes, and well, planes are fine, but not fighter planes, but, uh, no. but uh, anything that has to do with war, you will not find in Santa's bag, ever. Never, never. Absolutely. Well, we don't even talk about those things. We don't think about those things. They are not toys. They are Indeed. We but have you also, no maybe you have what is termed uh, ones and what is termed Macy's would come up to you oh. wanting a, uh, what was the term, I think a BB gun? Mm, yes, <laughs> yes, no BB guns. No guns of any kind. No destructive weapons, absolutely not. We express joy, joy and, and connection and happiness and friendship. There is no friendship where guns are concerned. Indeed. We do not. We do not promote such things. No. No, you do not. No, and never will. <laughs> I think that was one time you had had been dismissed from Macy's because you refused to do so. Ah, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> they are learning. They are learning. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I will let you close, Santa, because I know St. Germain is uh, chewing it to bit, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Thank you so speak. much. I'm so glad you joined us, Zora. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, I'll, I'll leave your line open in case there's something you want to include as we move along. And uh, Santa... So wonderful yeah. that we had this special get together with you today. What would you like to share with us as your parting message? I wish to share my heart filled with joy and laughter. It was so wonderful to talk to those children. They were so sweet. Their voices are are so dear, and their questions so wise. We are learning. The children are so much wiser than they used to be, you know. They're learning. Their hearts are filled with love. Their parents are learning. Everyone is growing. And it gives me such joy to see it is a wonderful time. My message is only that I send love and I wish that every single child, every child on the planet, be able to feel joy and happiness regardless of where they are, regardless of how wealthy or how poor, regardless of whether they have a big family or just a few, all, all need to feel joy. That is my wish. That is my blessing. That is my hope for the entire planet this Christmas. Yes. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Santa. you, dear, beloved Anne. We're so grateful you and, joined us tonight. And I will sound my jingle bells, and I will be <laughs> off with my sleigh. And and you will listen for me in the night. You will hear me laugh. You will hear the sleigh bells. Good night, all. (laughs) And to all a good night, yes. (laughs) Uh, Zora, so nice that you joined us, and you and Santa are are old friends, I see. Indeed we are. And he, he has what his friend is the beard all the way down to his waist. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, this is well, Catherine. I'm back, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Zora here. Santa just departed. The children all got to sit on his knee, including the little one there with you in your room there, Catherine. Oh, and uh, it was just a wonderful Christmas party. <laughs> and all those wonderful children that uh, spoke with Santa are going to never forget this meeting. They are mm-hmm. never going to ever be convinced Santa does not exist. Oh, yes. Yeah. It will be with him for life. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, at this moment, let me ask those who did speak um, to make it a little easier for me, because I know there was a couple of grown-ups that had questions for St. Germain. Um, The children's lines, would each of you all press 1 on your keypad so you clear your, your number and I can see more clearly who's left? So for the lines that had children speaking, please press 1. Uh, and that will help me uh, see clearly who is left. Press 1, please. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Catherine. I just wanted to kind of get get a clear scope on what's going on here on this board. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. That was fun. It was. <laughs> I, I felt Santa Claus laughing and laughing and I felt my whole body shake (laughs) he is jolly he is really jolly (laughs) you can always feel the the essence or the presence of whoever um, is utilizing your voice you can feel how they feel sort of huh yes that's nice and when he laughs he really laughs (laughs) <laughs> I can still feel it. He's still tickling me. <laughs> That's funny. He told the one. He told the one little boy. Um, I think it was Sebastian that um, went before he went to sleep, kind of prep his head up on the pillow so he didn't go to sleep right away. And uh, you know, and to visualize where he wanted to go with Santa. And he says, you'll feel me blowing on your cheek. Mm. Isn't that something? I saw, um, I saw, well, I did see the North Pole. And I saw the stars. I saw 
uh, flying in the spaceship with stars everywhere and mm. snow and rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was really cool. I was I got to fly in in Santa's ship. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, you did yeah. get a chance to do a little trans-channeling then, Catherine. That's great. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> All right. So what's next? My goodness, that's a hard act to follow. I'll say. Be- well, we've got, we've got 40 minutes um, because you scheduled some extra time, and we mm-hmm. had some grown-ups with questions, and I believe... Um, at least one of them is still here. And again, if the lines that had children, if you'll just hit uh, one and clear your line, um, we would love to be able to see who's left here. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe the grown-ups with the children want to ask questions. So, um, uh, Catherine, we don't really have a whole lot of questions. Um, Things are kind of coming to a peak in regard to uh, the grown-ups' interests right now and we've got about one two three four five uh six questions um what would you mm-hmm. like to do Catherine? um i'll bet you that there are a couple of people who, who would like to ask about the rv do you, <laughs> you think, think so might, you think <laughs> i'll bet there might be a few yeah, and they're um, asking about Nibiru and Ison too. They're asking that, Catherine. Mhm, mhm. Well, um, the Nibiru and Ison questions might be directed to Father God, but mm-hmm. uh, probably the RV questions to Saint Germain. Mhm. What do you think? Maybe well, we could have you had enough there. of a break to? Uh, uh, let Saint Germain come back with us, or, or you need oh, yeah. a. You okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have fun. you have all the fun, Catherine. You have all I the do. fun. I do. I do. This is really fun. <laughs> okay. Well, you deserve it. You work hard for us. Well, let's go ahead and let you just ease back a little bit because we're going to, and uh, Zora is still here online, uh, on the telephone line, and Mm -hmm. um, he's speaking to us through his son's surface body, through Zoraya. They trade bodies, and uh, Zoraya is uh, wherever Zora happened to be when they switched, and uh, Zora is speaking to us on the telephone. So for people that aren't familiar with our very unusual call, that's how we hear from Zora from Hollow Earth. And uh, he's speaking to us on the telephone utilizing his son's body. And the son is wherever Zora happened to leave his body. And uh, it's always fun to find out where where Zoraya was. But we have Zora here online on the phone. And uh, Catherine will be uh, slipping away and letting St. Germain uh, use her voice. I hear Saint Germain wow. and telling me he's he's making a deep bow and he's saying I bow to Father God if he has anything else he would like to tell. Oh, good. Okay. Indeed, I will do it as uh, time as uh, correct a couple. Well, make things a couple of things clear. 
First law, when it comes to what is termed as Ison, many are under the impression that Ison was destroyed by the sun, from the heat mm. from the sun. But I must reiterate to the peoples that they are misinformed because the sun is not hot. The sun is light, pure and simple. The planet Helios, which the sun is, is a planet. You find that difficult to believe, but it is. It is a planet. The shining ones live upon it and within it, mostly within it. But anyway, you also have Ison, the ship Ison, landed on Helios, and that is where it is presently. So let us dispel that Ison was destroyed by the heat from the sun. It looks like a how long it, How long will they stay? Until they decide to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it will, you know, God, do they have a part to play in in uh, in the ascension process? Do they have a part that they um, play? They did. They did what was termed as part of their um, their journey when they came very close to what is termed the planet Mars. And what they mm-hmm. did with Mars, they reterraformed the planet. They transformed the planet? They transformed the planet from a lifeless uh, body back to what is being, uh, even as we speak, it is being re-terraformed. It even even has what is termed as an atmosphere. Mm. Oh, my. How are our scientists? No longer a vacuum. It has blue skies. Really? Oh, indeed. On the surface, how well, how course. are our scientists dealing with this? They are having have been saying. I think the term is called no comment. <laughs> <laughs> how do they explain this? <laughs> yeah, that's they, wonderful. Well, even, no. even if you have what is termed, you do and understand what is termed. Uh, Mars has always had some atmosphere, mm-hmm. even to the point of what is termed as having blue skies. But your mm. NASA has put do does what is termed as put a orange filter over the lens of what is termed uh, the photography, so it makes it appear as if it has no color. Oh, that's why the the photographs always look like a sandy desert. Indeed. But if you were on the surface of Mars, you would be witnessing blue sky. Oh, for heaven's sake. Does that mean that you could actually walk and breathe in a, a 3D body on the surface? Indeed you can. Oh. Really? And inside Mars, inside Mars, has the same environment as Hollow Earth. Ah. Oh. Is the planet being prepared for some special reason? Of course. 
Uh-huh. Wow. Well, the children asked tonight if they could travel around and visit places. So there's Indeed. one right close by they can go see. They can also do what is termed is they can travel within their mind, mind travel, to wherever they desire. Mm-hmm. Well, I I hope they learned that tonight. Well, okay. (laughs) Would you like me to open a line? And uh, this gentleman, I had to ask him to wait. Uh, He was one of the first to ask his question, but he was too old. (laughs) I told him to wait for the (laughs) grown-ups' questions. (laughs) And uh, would it be all right if I opened? Okay, let's just see if we can recover this gentleman in area code 541. And I just opened your line. Five four one, you're open. Five four one. It's very muffled. Well, okay, we're gonna have to move on. I was gonna look and see what his name was in five four one. Well, it won't do any good if he can't hear us. I'm okay. I'm I'll close five four one, and I'm gonna go to. Now, I don't know, because I may be opening one of the children's lines, but maybe the grown-up in the family has a question in area code 304. Area code 304. 4785. 4785, yes, we have you. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and close that line and go to 518. I've opened your line. Ending in 2000. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. We hear you. Uh, would you give oh, us your you can name? Hear me. And I'm local- sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm Linda. I'm calling from New York. Um, I'm, I'm all. I'm learning about all of this stuff within the recent uh, two months. Is it too late to try to invest in um, the dinar or the dong? Well, I can answer that. Yeah, as long as it hasn't. Go ahead, Father God. As long as it has not given the announcement out, the 800 numbers, if they have not been given out, then you still have time to invest in what is termed the dinar and the dong and the zim. It is up to you to do so, but do it quickly. Okay. All right, thank you. Okay, I'm going to scoot right on through here now. Uh, thank you, Linda. I'm going to 954. This may be one of the children's lines, but you uh, are still open. 954, ending in 0910. Oh, hi. Yes. I, I guess my question was for St. Germain. We would, like your na- we would like your name and location and your one question. Oh, this is Joseph down in Florida. Joseph? Joseph, Joseph in Florida. okay. In Florida. Okay, Joseph, go right ahead. Oh, um, Tony had mentioned that the uh, RV would most likely be before Friday. Yes. I was just curious what St. Germain's take on that was. Indeed, well, he I is. 
I can yes, I can tell I can tell him Joseph what Saint Germain told me earlier today, and that was that he expected it to be tomorrow. Now, if you have any other information, Father God, we give you the floor. Zero, not mine. Pardon me. That would be Saint Germain's territory, not mine. Ah, uh-uh. okay. So. Um, that was my most recent information from St. Germain. I can call him in and ask him further, but that was just this afternoon. I'll play tomorrow, they said. We're getting, we're getting, um, I know, I'm I think it might be on Zora's line. I'm going to, I'm going to mute it for a minute here. I think it was. I think... I think Zora is probably talking with um, Quasar. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, nine five four is open to ask their question of Saint Germain. Hello. Uh, is Saint Germain here? We're just waiting till Saint Germain arrives. Oh yes, my dear. Here I am. Oh, that's good. We have a question from a gentleman in 954 area code. Uh, Joseph, go right ahead. I was just curious if the um, the 1212 and the RV is going to coincide. Well, we have been working day by day. It has been uh, a moment by moment job actually to get this done and we had expected it would be yesterday and today we expected it would be today there were a few minor what you call glitches I have been well I showed this to Catherine this morning and perhaps I should tell all of you we have enormous computers you may have seen on some of your sci-fi pro- programs where you see large screens and the numbers scroll in an ongoing way. We have the ability to monitor every bank in the world. We can also go to individual accounts. We have a code in place where all those banks who are cooperating with us have have the ability to send us a code that is go. And when we see that all the codes are go, we know that it will happen today. Once now it was there was a time when we would have uh, glitches appearing all over the screen. This is not happening now. When there is a difficulty, it is usually isolated. It is usually uh, something that needs to be worked out by the people on the ground. And it is happening. I can assure you of that. We have said this before. It is happening. It is done. Well, I'm not going to say it is done anymore until it is actually done but I can tell you the computer screens are scrolling and it looks good. And it is my fondest wish 
that this will happen by tomorrow. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, I think there was a lot of people holding their breath uh, during this uh, information from St. Germain, and thank you, St. Germain. Um, we are all we could have our a, breath here. <laughs> a momentous day tomorrow, if it happens on this 12-12 portal day, we'll have lots of uh, good energy going along with it. Oh, indeed it will. And okay. it is my hope that tomorrow will be the day. Wonderful. I'm kind of moving not, through these, these questions. Um, I want is there anything sure. you'd like to offer that, that might... Um, answer any other questions that you feel are dangling there. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. It's been asked and uh, it's been forwarded on, but this this is on a whole different subject. Maybe I should save it, or maybe I should direct it to um, Zora, uh, but people have sent this in. Uh, let me get back and open Zora's line. Um, they're talking about what we're seeing all over our Internet screens about um, a, a supposed nuclear blast off at the east coast of North Carolina that happened in the ocean that was supposedly intended for the population. Um, Zora, do you have something you want to clarify about that for people? Hmm. <clears throat> was what was termed as an explosion, but it was not what is termed nuclear in origin. It was um, a test, but uh, it was not. It was a, a new uh, weapon. But um, that is also being uh, addressed even as we speak, and um, uh, ones responsible are being dealt with. Mm. Okay, because... Uh, they're trying to make it a political thing against Obama. And, um, I, you know, I just, um, they, we're getting a lot of questions about that, so I thought we might as well deal with it and put it to rest. So it was not nuclear. We know all the nuclear devices are no longer functional. And it was They've some sort of a, Yeah, neutralized, okay. And it was another kind of explosion and whatever created it is being handled. Um, is that it? Okay. That is all. I <laughs> got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to close area code. Oh, let's see. I think I opened 352. I don't think we talked to 352, have we? Your line is open. Thank you. I, I called in earlier about the prosperity fund. Yeah, right. And uh-huh. I don't know if St. Germain or whether it's Zora should answer this, but, but my question is, having heard Catherine say, when you receive your funds, you should be generous enough to give, them, give some of them to people who need it. Now, my question becomes one of, why didn't that person get it in the first place instead of you know, suggesting the generosity be the reason for somebody giving it to the, to the needy? And who gets who gets it in the first place, and then who decides who gets it? It's kind of confusing to me. Oh, Let I me see. explain something to you first before Saint Germain speaks. 
Understand, beloved Master, that the posterity funds are for what is termed as to rid the world of poverty. Now, many people, many light workers are receiving this blessing. Some that have received this blessing were not meant to receive the blessing, but they did anyway because they were the ones that were termed elites or privileged or things of this nature, which is really a, 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 a travesty because um, the ones that had um, exchanged were already wealthy, as it is so termed. So they just uh, snuck in, as it were. But I will assure you that those that did this shall be dealt with also. And what they have been received will be losing it quite rapidly. That I assure you as well. Because they have no intention of sharing it. They are going to hoard it and things of this nature. And that is not going to be allowed. Am I correct in that, St. Germain? Yes, indeed. indeed. And the, there may will I, be may a I... leveling... There will be a leveling effect. Um, may I interject? And, and I may, I think I might be able to clarify um, this individual's question a little more. Um, what Indeed. is your name, the the person that's calling? What is your name? Well, this is Rod again, Catherine. Okay, Rod. Okay, yeah, Rod. Rod. Was your Ron? Ron was your question um, more? Ref- that, let me see. Rod, okay, I had it in the first place. Rod, was your question more referring to the distribution of the large amounts of prosperity funds, not so much the individual RVs? Is that what you were talking? And and we heard, okay, let me continue and see if we can get us all on the same track. Um, And was it it in regard to um, the fact that St. Germain said, it will be distributed first to those that have the greatest need. And he was talking about the large amounts of prosperity funds. Is that your question? Well, my question is basically uh, the distribution of it. Who determines yeah, that's what who we're talking that? about, the distribution yeah. of these large, large amounts and right. uh, in what priority. And St. Germain has said uh, to those of the greatest need, uh, some of us don't really realize um, we think we have need, but we have no idea what others are dealing with. Um, maybe St. Germain would like, since it's about his prosperity funds, maybe St. Germain would like to tell us. And, and there's one other little question. How, what's, the, what's the means of delivery? I mean, how does it come by that somebody receives something? I'm just having a, it's sort of myth, mythological to me, this whole idea. <laughs> I can't seem to grasp it, and I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Let's see what this is. Yes, it is is, um, a matter of being able to envision something you've never seen before. We are not going to send dollar bills with the postman. We are not (laughs) going to hand them out on the street corners. It is a different kind of raising the level of prosperity over the entire globe. We do not have to give the funds to individuals in order for everyone to benefit. 
we deal first with countries, whole countries. We deal with whole areas of the world. When the people are allowed to benefit from from the the monies that are collected by a government and it is dealt with honestly, everyone benefits. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things we're working on across the globe. When the prosperity funds have some of which have already been delivered. It is a matter of delivering truckloads of gold bars. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a matter of changing the laws. Sometimes it's a matter of changing who's in charge. We are working on all those things simultaneously so that no one can ever again take all the money so that people starve. That is not a problem of distribution and it's not a problem of of not enough food. It's not a problem of people being too lazy to work. It is because the elite have simply stolen the funds and that will be stopped. Now, as, as far as the, the uh, what you call the RV is concerned, We know, and Father God will tell you this, we know that if we put money into the hands of the light workers, the ones on this call, the money will be distributed generously and very quickly. Not only will people take care of their families, and not only will they share, they will give it away as fast as they can, because that's how people are when they are light workers, when they are inspired. It is the fastest way to make sure that the people in the area will will suddenly have their um, their way of life rise above what they've ever experienced before. I hear people every day on these calls say, my neighbors are in need. Can't we please have the RV because I want to feed everyone in my town? This is what will happen. <laughs> is it not, Father God? Is there any idea as to what one dinar will be worth on the exchange? Indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> I can tell you presently that uh, one single dinar will be worth $32. Yes, it has been as high as 33. It is fluctuating. It has been as high as 36. Yes. You mean if it's it actually been as high as 42, but it dropped if down. Somebody has, if somebody has a million dinar, it's going to be worth $33 million? Indeed. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And you see what power there is in this, what generosity will bring. It will be easy to lift all the population. St. Germain, um, may I ask a question at this point? Um, We are going to be converting the dinars into... 
the present fiat system of Federal Reserve notes, which is not highly looked upon these days worldwide in in, in commerce, um, is there going to be a point in time rather soon when those Federal Reserve notes are exchanged to U.S. Treasury notes, um, which are gold-backed? Yes, indeed. This process is taking place all over the world. There will be a gradual changeover until all the countries of the world have currency that is backed by real value. And this will happen quickly. It is already underway. Good, good. Then Indeed, we're stable. Uh, then we're stable. Indeed, St. Germain, beloved St. Germain, uh, is it not also uh, affirmative that the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, which is called Charter, comes to an end on the 23rd? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it will not be restored. It will not be reenacted. It will be done. And that will, will be when the U.S. Treasury notes will be uh, distributed. Yes. Can I ask so another is- question? How, if if this happens tomorrow, how, what would be your advice as to how to make the exchange of the dinars that we do have? Just go to our bank or what? Well, you are I going to do what is termed as to receive an 800 number if you are holding dinar. You will be receiving an 800 number on a few sites on the Internet. This is not going to be widely uh, known because of the uh, situation. However, you are going to receive what is termed as an 800 number on sites such as uh, tntsuperfantastic.info and also uh, Oki Oil Man and Friends. It will be on there. It will also be on Twitter. So, uh, you will receive these 800 numbers and you will call them and do what is done is to make an appointment to uh, cash out the remainder of your funds. You may take one what is termed uh, $25,000 note, uh, dinar note, and cash that one in prior to your appointment. That is the understanding. Yes, indeed. This is scary. Well, no, this I mean, is a there is. There is a great deal of information available to you on TNT Tony's website. It is all explained there, including... Indeed. TNT Tony's? Yes. Is that T-A-N? Stay to Omega. Yeah, the TNT Tony's site is always posted... Um, under breaking news on the homepage of hollowearthnetwork.com. And if you slide down to the icon that says breaking news, you will see uh, daily, hourly changes posted. And you will also see on the website, you can click and it will take you right to TNT, TNT Dinar, Tony's site. Wonderful. Okay. And may I add one of the things that Tony is 
is talking about quite a, a bit these days is please, when you go to the bank, be professional, be calm, be reasonable, and be brief. Do not go to the bank with thousands of questions. Do your homework before you go. This is a simple process. If you have bought the dinar, it is your responsibility to understand how you will cash them in and what you will do with them. And this is why we are helping all of you to understand this, to be prepared, to know that it is a responsibility of light workers to well, you're, create well, you're this. Talk, you're, you're talking about picking up almost $50 million if you have a million five hundred dinar now. You will I mean, not carry it home in your wheelbarrow, will you? I, no, but, I mean, that's the scariest thought I ever You will not pick up the dollars. You will put them into a bank account, and you will consult with your accountant or your attorney or your wealth manager. You will decide how to divide them up and to make sure you have set aside some if there should tax. be taxes, which we hope yeah. there will not be. Well, I just can't wait to have the fun to give it away. I just can't wait. Yeah. Well, bravo. But do your homework and be prepared, and there is nothing to be afraid of. You're going to be rich. <laughs> and I, I think there's been talk of, um, of between myself and uh, Saray and Quasar, and we would be looking for those willing to uh, administer perhaps a Hollow Earth Network um, foundation where many of us can, um, you know, contribute some of this for others to manage for us into um, accredited uh, disposition. Uh, It's a huge undertaking to manage all this money. I can see why uh, Rod is so overwhelmed by the awareness of what is lying before him. Yes. And may I add, my dear, we have also, we have asked you and Catherine to establish, um, Catherine has established a foundation which will Mm -hmm. uh, do charitable contributions, building, um, caring for many projects around the world. And we Mm -hmm. have also asked you to begin establishing a network where you can help others. And the website has, the email has already been established. It is help at healingforascension.com. Is that on the website yet? I don't believe it is yet. But No, not, not help yet. at Healing for Ascension. No, I don't have that. Um, as soon as there is money available in the trusts mm-hmm. and in the foundations, the well, Hollow Earth Network. Time. We have plenty of we have plenty of time for that, but we got to get her to Florida first. <laughs> have to get it what? We have to get Catherine to Florida first. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will make sure that she puts Florida on. The tour. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going. I don't know if I can go to sleep tonight, but 
<laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> well, Thank folks, you, we're down to five minutes, and uh, I'm going to um, uh, cut, Catherine cut is. Is not, yeah, I'm going to cut you off, Rod. You did a good job, and thank you very much. Um, I think you brought it to everyone's attention uh, what great responsibility has just been thrust upon many of us. And uh, I do have Zora's line still open, and um, Catherine's line is open, Catherine and St. Germain. And uh, between the three of you, I'm going to let you manage these last four minutes. Oh well, I will. I will send my blessings to all and my wishes that everyone be able to begin their trips to the bank tomorrow. And Father God, I leave the last moment for your blessing. Indeed. What I, what I, why don't I do what this time? Just do a healing pose. Yes. Definitely I shall do that. Good idea. Yes. Uh, if you are wearing glasses, remove them. If you are wearing contact lenses, remove them. If you are wearing what is termed uh, uh, oxygen uh, apparatus, uh, uh, take it off temporarily because we are going to see what we can do about alleviating of you, many of you from it. Um, five, four, three, two, and one. The energy is entering the heart chakra, heart-mind, in through the cavity of the heart, into what is termed the lungs, and it is rising upward into what is termed the uh, uh, the port of knowledge, in what is located between the ears, you term it your brain. Um, The energy is spreading outward through what is termed into the inner ears, people who are having hearing issues, um, do what is termed as to rub your hands together, place one on one ear, one on the other ear, and say or demand, I demand the experience of absolute and complete hearing. And you will hear again. Now, energy is doing what is termed as uh, dropping down in behind the optical nerves of the eyes. The energy is um, alleviating or rejuvenating uh, what is termed as uh, optical uh, uh, macular degeneration. And that is being rectified as we speak. You You will find that you are beginning to see better. If you uh, do what is termed, just rub your hands together, place one on one temple, one on the other temple, uh, behind the eyes, and uh, demand uh, the experience of absolute sight, to restore your sight. And uh, do this on a daily basis whenever you arise from from sleep. Do it on a daily basis, and you will discover that your eyes will begin to improve each day that you do this, the more you do it, the better your sight. The more you do it, the better your sight. And to continue to do so. And how the energy is doing what it's done is dropping into what we have behind sinuses and areas where we would have to do with the oxygen, uh, partaking of oxygen, 
you take two, three deep breaths and you will notice that you are breathing without the oxygen. Your, your lungs have uh, renewed themselves. Your nostrils or your uh, navel cavities have opened up and you can breathe better. And uh, now the energy is doing what it's done, is dropping down into the mouth, the upper and lower palates. For anyone who is experiencing what is termed mouth discomfort, uh, pain in the mouth, the gums, things of this nature, the pain is gone. So be it. Now, for those who are experiencing what is termed as the cancer of the mouth and lower, uh, lower palate, upper palate, that is also being rectified. Now it is dropping down, the energy is dropping down into what is termed into the throat, into uh, the esophagus, and down into what is termed the Adam's apple area of the throat. Father God, we have only 30 seconds. Indeed. I'm, seconds. Going to, I'm going to rush a bit. Eh? Okay. Anyway, uh, so in the energy is dropping down to the body, and uh, what I have not mentioned, and you, you, you have an affliction, you state, I demand the experience of total health. So be it, so it is done. So be it. Thank you, Father God. And we will speak with everyone tomorrow night on the healing call. Good night, everyone. Good night, Catherine. Good night, Father Dan. Good night, sweetie. Ho, ho, ho to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Thank you for a wonderful show, Catherine. It was just wonderful. Thank you to Zora, to Santa, to St. Germain. Thank you. (laughs) Good night, everyone.